Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Blow it out your ass. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game review podcast for everyone whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. And today, we have the first returning guest of 2022, <laughs> it's John! Jesus hey everybody, Christ. it's good to be back. I can't believe I've, I've racked up two firsts in 2022 yes. already. That's it, first guest and first returning guest. Yeah, uh, welcome back. To, we should say something like, welcome back to the monkey house or something. <laughs> we have to come back. You need, you need a musical sting for that, like, welcome yeah. back to the monkey house. The monkey house. the game. That's been the in-joke of Thumb Cramps this whole time, that we're all chimpanzees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you've not picked up on that, I don't know. I, it's no helping you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jackson, what game are we looking at today? Today, we are looking at Elden Ring for the PC and uh, other games. Oh, for the PC. For the PC. For the personal computer yeah. system. Yeah. The PCS, as I'll <laughs> refer to it from now on. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we looked just before this episode, uh, before we started, and I've played 20 hours of Elden Ring already, yeah. which is a, a sort of a hefty amount for well, a game that came out yeah, four well, days ago. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah something like this that. This episode's dropping on a Friday, uh, uh-huh. but we're actually recording it on a Tuesday. And mm-hmm. Jackson, the game's been out for four days, yeah. But 20 hours in. I've played, a, I've, I've played a little bit. <laughs> um, it, it's, I think it's very funny to me that, like, I haven't played Demon Souls or Kings, whatever it was, the, the first two From Software games, but, like, that I've played Dark Souls, the one that kind of kicked them off into success, and mm-hmm. then Elden Ring, their most recent game. Those are just the only two um, Dark Souls or From Software games that I've played. You've also played Dark Souls 3. And Dark Souls 3, a, a little bit, a little bit. So Elden Ring... Is like I mean, and like this is not a new like description, but it's like if From Software were like, let's do Breath of the Wild, <laughs> just in so many different ways. There's, it's got Breath of the Wild's like world explorey kind of like I don't know where to go, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just <laughs> want to go around and see what I can find. Like it's got absolutely that um, that element of it, but uh, in a way that I think improves on the kind of the way that Breath of the Wild did it is that there are. There are natural roadblocks bro- to exploring, but obviously they are roadblocks that you can overcome. They're just like a very hard boss. So yep. it's like, you can go anywhere you like. It's just that you might have to die a million times to <laughs> a, a big man with a stick 40 times to do it. <laughs> the game has very little in the way of explanation, which I always love in a Dark Souls game. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. Everybody <laughs> keeps saying, welcome, Tarnished, or, oh, you're Tarnished like me. And I'm like, mm, I guess so. Uh, I, <laughs> sounds hey, right. Tarnished, get over here. <laughs> I So you get a horse in this game. It's actually more like a goat, but you get... Oh. And I did not... I was playing for ages and I was like, when do I get the horse? Because <laughs> I was like, the map's huge. It takes me forever to get anywhere. And I just expected, I'm like, eventually the game will give me a horse. Turns out I had to sit down at a specific, uh, like they're the bonfire equivalents. They're called like sites of grace or whatever. Yep. I had to specifically rest at a specific one before somebody would come along and be like, hey, you want a horse? <laughs> so if I had never sat there, I just would never have gotten a horse, which I think is great. I, that's funny. That's so funny to me. This brings me to my first question, and like honestly, yeah. one of the biggest fears I have about this game, because I have a PS5 mm. and I haven't pulled the trigger on Elden Ring yet. Yeah. Is this the type of game where you need to have Wikipedia, like the Elden no. Ring wiki open next to Not you? Not at all. Not at all. There's... I mean, you could if you wanted an explanation for things, <laughs> but, but the game's still perfectly playable without it. So, like, for example, uh, let me explain a thing that I don't know what it is, but I found it in the game. Okay. Uh, there are these things called Ever Jails that are like <laughs> big pits 
like yep. big man-made pits uh-huh. and you go in the middle and it says enter Everjail and you're like okay and you press Y and then you find a boss in the Everjail. I don't I don't know what it is. Okay. Some of the bosses are really odd. Some are really easy. I've done a couple of them. A couple of them, I'm like, I guess I'll come back later. I think a great example of the way this game is set up is that the moment you step out of the starting area, uh-huh. uh, like the, the literally the place that you start the game, there's a boss pretty much straight away. Yeah. And it's a huge guy on a huge horse. And he has <laughs> one hit kills for you. And the game is literally being like, don't do this. Go somewhere else. And that's great. That's a, that's a great uh, philosophy, I think, to come into the game with. And you've got to keep that in your head because otherwise you'll just be bashing yourself against a wall again and again and again. But if you have in your head, don't do this, go somewhere else, <laughs> you could play the game forever. Like there are so many times where I've entered an area and uh, something's happened to me and I've been like, I, there's no way in hell I'll be able to defeat this boss. And then I leave and then I come back later and I can. Yeah, you um, can you... Can you- like, if you were walking somewhere and a boss battle commences, can you get yourself out of the boss battle? Or is it just Easily. like, I just yeah. gotta die? Easily, you if it's in the overworld. So, the game is basically made up of uh, the overworld, which is like a large, effectively open fantasy world that you traverse on your horse, which is just full of enemies and occasional kind of like roaming, really tough enemies that aren't bosses, but feel like they're bosses, but there's heaps of them or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love then when it's games made up- do that. They're, yeah, they're, oh, vice, one area. vice presidents of bosshood. <laughs> there's one section where they, they are. They absolutely are. There's one section where to get to the next part of the world, uh, you have to go through like a big gate, and there's a bunch of archers that shoot at you and a giant, yep. and the giant just wrecks you there. He just yep. he squishes you. And I was like, that was really tough. And then I got out, and I was like, oh, let me just see what's to the left. And it was eight giants just roaming <laughs> around. And I was like, I'll... Th- Go do something else. Yeah. You yeah. can't beat this. Um, so there's them. There's little dungeons, which are often full of little goblins or terrible little guys or whatever, that um, will end with a boss fight. All of these boss fights so far have been largely unique, which uh-huh. I think is really cool, because these just feel like real little sort of side adventures in the game. Uh, and they will give you some, like, a weapon or uh, a very cool thing in this game called an Ash of War. So... In Dark Souls 3, I learned, every weapon had, like, a a bomber big boy extra (laughs) ability, right? Um, And in Elden Ring, what they've done is they've taken those bomber big boy abilities away from specific weapons, and they've made them things that you can give to any weapon. So you... So, for example, there's, like, a, a charge and thrust with your sword, but... You could also put that on your axe, or you could put that on your spear or whatever to kind of really customize the way you play. At the moment, the Ash of War I'm using is one where you do a, a Mario ground stomp uh-huh. on your enemies, and it's really OP. It feels like I shouldn't have it. <laughs> right. um, and then there are things called Legacy Dungeons, which are like large structures, which are full of enemies and are kind of a little bit like Dark Souls 1, where it's kind of like climbing often vertically through a building or a structure and finding shortcuts to kind of make your movement around it a lot easier. There's also side quests in the game where you chat to a fella and he's like, like I I was walking around and I heard someone being like, hello. And I was like, what? And I looked around and he was like, oh, why could nobody see me? And I was like, what the hell is happening? Oh boy. And then I was just swinging my sword and I hit a tree and it transformed into a terrible little guy. And he's like, oh, that's right. Someone made me a tree. I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, oh, let me just go back to a dungeon and come back later and I'll give you a prize for finding me. So the game's full of nonsense like that. So that's just, that's, that's the equivalent of a Korok, then, I guess. Yeah, ef- effectively, yeah. Right. Um, uh, then you just get these... This Again, it's this game that feels like it has so much depth going on, and... So far, you can, this yeah. game seems like you're just making it up. Which is, <laughs> no! This Let me feel- tell you another thing that happened to me, okay? Okay. So... <laughs> But when I played Dark Souls, I went for a strength build, right? I just was big, tough boy. That's all I did. And I wanted to do the same in this, but I think because it has a lot of uh, sort of sorceries and magic systems, and also this thing where you can do summon, you can summon like uh, effectively like the spirits of some enemies that Ah, you kill to help. I, I think it's really balanced. To me, anyway, it feels like they're kind of encouraging you to explore those systems. Anyway, so I was doing that, and... 
uh, I found a, a, a boss in a ruined village uh-huh. who was a guy in a boat. And he would just go around and he would smack the water with his stick. And I was like, <laughs> I got to kill this guy in the boat. It was a really hard fight, but I defeated him. And then a guy was, and he dropped something called a death seed. And a guy nearby me was like, ah, that, that, that was pretty cool that you killed that guy in the boat. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that death seed, uh, go give it to this guy. He's called... Something like Garank the Beast Reaper or whatever. It's never like, like it's never like Keith. No, Don't give oh, it to no. Keith. And so I got teleported to the other side of the map in a really high end area yeah. to a big temple, and a big monster man was like, "Give me the seed." So I gave it to him. He ate it, and then he was like, "Thank you. Get more of these seeds, and I'll give you powers." He gave me a rock, and the rock uh, meant that my magic scaled with my strength instead of my other stats because yep. I didn't put any points. In. And I was like, great, awesome. This rock's so useful for me. And I, you know, I was using this one spell that really, really slowly fired an arrow and it was very funny. Like I would <laughs> cast it and then like a full 40 seconds later, the arrow would fly into a guy. And I was like, great, this will scale with my strength. Awesome. Uh, but I needed to up my faith, which yep. is one of the stats to be able to actually use the stone. So uh-huh. I was like, okay. So I upped my faith and then I discovered that I didn't have any of the spells that worked with the rock. Uh, I needed to kill more <laughs> ghost boys to get them. And the spells I had previously, the rock wouldn't work with. So I got scammed into buying a useless rock from a ghoul man in a temple. <laughs> I was livid for a long time. Um, the, the There's a bit of, because I'm playing it on PC, there's yep. a little bit of stuttering that I notice occasionally mm. in like areas. There's a lot of really cool weather effects in this game. Like some areas are really windy. Oh, cool. You know, they've got ni- nice rain effects and that kind of thing. And I can really feel the game chug when I'm in those areas, which a lot of other people have talked about. Um, another thing is that I feel like there's a little bit of input delay. And I don't know if that's just the way this, this From Software game has been balanced, but... Uh, rolling feels like it's just a lot slower and Mm -hmm. jumping feels like it takes ages after the press to actually (laughs) jump. So I I don't know. I don't know if I just, I need to get good. I don't know if it's that kind of situation. And I just need to learn how this game is kind of balanced as compared to say Dark Souls 1. But it is, it can be a bit annoying with some of those harder, quicker bosses where you're like, well, I could have rolled out of the way, but like the game. <laughs> I pressed it the feels... button, but nothing yeah. happened. Now, I'm yeah, dead. nothing happened, and I it, got, uh, yeah. It feels like something that I'll definitely have to like patch or something like that because yeah. the 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 minute experience I've had with Dark Souls games are you need that hair trigger roll Absolutely. if you expect to get anywhere in the game. Essentially, a hundred percent. Like I, I, the fact that it's not there has, and like it's like it, you, you know you can make do, but I find that it's so hard to play the same way I played Dark Souls or even Dark Souls 3 to play this. It's, it feels so much safer to just get some distance and um, throw slow arrows at whatever enemy I'm fighting. <laughs> the boss desi- the enemy designs also rule. I'm in a section right now which has these eagles that have blades strapped to their claws oh, and they just yeah. swoop at you and stab you with their claws. And they were really hard. And then I got to a later section of that area and the eagles were now picking up explosive barrels and throwing them at me. <laughs> I died to those eagles more than so many other bosses, I swear to God. They killed me. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's great. I, does, th- I th- yeah. How does like leveling and stuff work? Is there a leveling system? Do you get stronger yeah. or do you just find better weapons? So the way, and this is the same way Dark Souls works, is that when you defeat an enemy, you get like a currency, basically. Yeah. I think it's kind of basically the same way that um, Hollow Knight works as well. And you need a certain amount of this currency, which you lose if you die unless you go and recollect. Uh-huh. Um, and when right. you get a certain amount of that currency, you can start to level up or you can use it to buy things. Or you can use it to improve your weapons and armor, basically. Okay, so yeah, that is sort of mm. similar to Hollow Knight. But I find that the leveling is so much slower in this game than it is in previous From Software games. I don't know if that's just like a virtue of the fact that you're doing so much running around like crazy that you're just putting your life at risk a little <laughs> bit more, like, or and you you're kind of like less reliant on like the patterns of enemies that you in say Dark Souls one. You're like, well, I've done this area a million times. I know how to kill all these guys but in Elden Ring you're running around like crazy so it's like you're just dying more but I do find that I'm leveling much slower I I defeated a boss and he gave me a weapon that's just a big anchor and so I've (laughs) just been doing everything in my power to level up my strength 
ignoring every other stat. This will kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can wield the anchor because I want it so bad. Do you reckon you're going to throw the anchor or do you reckon I don't know what I'm going to do like with sword? it. <laughs> I, either way, I'm excited. Anchor and rock. That's the best two weapons <laughs> in the game. <laughs> One of my favorite really little things in this game is that if you use like a item or a weapon, or not a weapon, but if you use an item that like you can't use in this specific area or you have no charges of it left, your guy just gives this really baffled look. Like he like looks at his hand and he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Um, I think that this game, I really love Dark Souls 1. And I think one of the real, like the strengths of that game is that it feels so like connected and vertical and you really learn the map you learn where everything is the progression assuming you're kind of going to the right areas i always feels really linear yeah and i really like that about dark souls one and so if i had any criticism about elden ring it's that i don't feel necessarily like i'm linearly improving even though i guess i am in terms of stats and items it doesn't feel like the more i do of the game the more areas I go to, the better I get, or something like that. I don't know. It's it's hard to put put Do my finger think on really. That maybe because leveling slow, you yeah. also I'm just as a not person improving. are slower as well. <laughs> maybe the game's so much bigger than Dark Souls that the time to improve is longer. I think yeah, I think that could be part of it. I think also it, it does also, lose. Is it is it something in like because there's you know there's that element of linearity to some of the Dark Souls games, which means if you run up against something that you can't handle you kind of backtrack and work your way through the other linear areas. Mm. And you kind of like with that, you come to a natural conclusion of, okay, I've, you know, kind of ticked off everything around me that could be done. Now I'll go back to this boss again. And hey, look at that. I can now whip yeah. this off. Whereas because it's open world, it's like, well, how many times do I need to turn around and yeah. go in a different direction mm. before I go, okay, cool. I'm ready for this again. Absolutely. And, and I think because again, Dark Souls has a very funny point in it where the game is like, go, you need to figure out where to go next. And if you make the wrong choice, you go to like one of the late end areas of the game and get your ass handed to you. <laughs> but most of the time you can kind of figure out where to go next. And I think losing that in Elden Ring makes me feel like I don't want to go anywhere a little bit <laughs> because I don't know where the right place to go is. And I don't want to go somewhere over leveled for me, waste my time, then go somewhere under leveled for me now. And I don't know, occasionally it can kind of throw it off a little bit. And I get... a. a very minor like open world exhaustion where i'm like now i gotta go here now i gotta go here now i gotta go here there's so much area to explore uh it feels less like uh less not less polished but less cohesive maybe but honestly it's such a minor complaint and i think it's it's ultimately like a fine sacrifice you sacrifice some of that tightness of dark souls one for the really expansiveness of elden ring um I, I'm really excited to see where it goes, what happens next. I've already put 20 hours into it. I will definitely put just way, way too many more, way too many more. <laughs> and there's so many things to find that immediately change up the game experience, like the Ashes of War, like finding the butt bounce move just completely. I'm like, well, now I got to go back to every area I was in and just butt slam very difficult enemies into the ground. It's very funny because it's like a magical move. So normally you do it and a shockwave comes out, but you can still do it with no magic there's just no shockwave. It just looks like you're literally <laughs> jumping and landing on your ass. But it's still, I've discovered kills wolves, if you do it like that. Great way to put down a dog. Yeah, yeah. like to jump up and land ass on the dog's spine and be like, this would probably kill a dog in real life. Um, so that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, and there's like st a bunch of other systems that I've not even touched on. And systems I don't I still don't know how to uh, to two-hand a weapon. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> see see this is this is my thing with like cuz I've as I said I've dabbled a little bit with like one of the mm. dark souls. I've read a bunch of like wik the wikipedia articles about mm. the story and like read articles about all the mechanics and all that kind of stuff. And all these from software games just feel like you know that bit in The Simpsons where Homer goes to hell and they strap him to the donut eating machine? <laughs> it's like like from software have gone like, okay, you like game mechanics? Have yeah. an have infinite amount of game mechanics <laughs> that are Absolutely. all like really deep and hard to learn, but you gotta learn them all at the same time, kind of thing. Like yeah. and all of them they're never named in a way that's self-explanatory. Oh, no. And so, like, you were talking Ashes of War or something. Yeah. Like, it's not just, like, level up dust. Yeah, or, or like, something like, like that. weapon abilities. It's like, yeah. no, Ashes of War. And, like, 
you know, enemies will hit me and I'll get a little bar up on the screen that starts to fill, which normally means like a status effect, like poisoning or whatever. But it doesn't say what it is. It just, right. It just, it just comes up and I'm like, something bad's going to happen if that bar fills up. Don't let it fill up. Um, another problem that I have with this game, actually, but I think this is just the direction that From Software Games head in uh, after Dark Souls 1. And I think it's just it's a personal thing. Too many guys. There's so many guys everywhere. <laughs> I was noticing this with Dark Souls 3 as well. Just guy after guy after guy after guy. It's not like four guys in a room. It's like eight guys and they're all stabbing at you at once. And that's very frustrating. I, I Too many guys lose the amount of guys uh, from software. Fewer guys. I think you'd probably like this game, Dusha, to be honest. I reckon you would enjoy it if you played it. Yeah, I think what I might do is, because I have a PS5, that means I've got Bloodborne. But I haven't yeah. played Bloodborne, so I might play Bloodborne and then that's a good idea. Decide whether or not this is for me. I also own yeah. Dark Souls on both the PC and Switch, and I think I have played neither. Yeah, that's that's funny. Well, Dark Souls has always been my favorite one because it feels slow and deliberate, which people say I should play Dark Souls two for as well. But I think this game is probably more like Bloodborne in that they kind of encourage you to be Quick. aggressive, which Bloodborne does. Ah, yeah. mm. games are. So that's the other problem. There's like, don't do that. Uh, go somewhere else. My brain won't mm. do that. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if I kill this guy? But that's good too. I mean, Dark Souls also they kind of reward that because you'll get something super high level for like just throwing yourself at this enemy ten million times um, <laughs> and not ever giving up. That's I mean, that's part of the game, the the experience as well. Um, yeah, I, I I'm loving it. I think I wish that there was a little bit more linearity to it. I think that that something is lost without it being this huge connected single vertical structure like Dark Souls 1 was where you would open up an area and be like, oh my God, I'm back here. I can figure out how to get back to that area so easily now or whatever. Yeah. And and just adding a basically a fast travel system. I think something is lost a little bit like that uh, with that. And there are too many guys. But otherwise, I mean, it, you know, it rules. I'm not saying anything no one's said already. Yeah. Play, well, play Elden Ring yeah. if you liked if you like from software games, this is all of them. So <laughs> they, there you go. You know, if you don't like from software games, do it anyway. See if you like from software games. This <laughs> will be a, a good test. No matter what, play Elden Ring. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess the the big question is if for people who haven't touched a from software game yet, is this the one that you would say start with this? I. <sighs> I th- it's weird, I reckon, because I've, I found it really difficult, but also I think it's the most forgiving. So, like, it loses... Dark Souls loves to do a thing where you def- you're fighting a really hard boss, uh-huh. but on top of f- fighting the boss, every time you die, you spawn, like, four corridors full of guys away from the boss. So you need to run back through those corridors of guys every time you need to start fighting the boss again, oh, okay. if you know what I mean. Dark Souls loves that. In uh, this game... You can pretty much just spawn right near where you died. Like most of the time, okay. there'll be a little thing there. So there's that. There's uh, in Dark Souls One for some bosses, you could summon a somebody to help you, like a spirit to help you. Yeah. Uh, but they would only be near the bosses. In this, they've kind of made that a mechanic within the game, so that you can spend a little magic to summon a bunch of guys to help you out. Yeah. Wherever you Call are, up or the most boys, places. The yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. In some ways, it's more forgiving, but in other ways, it's so much more difficult. So yeah. I don't know. I th- I would say start with Dark Souls because then you, you're like, oh, you okay. just really like Dark Souls. Yeah. It's a good game. And all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all. <laughs> yeah, you just listed a bunch of things that sound really annoying about Dark Souls, and you're like, that's yeah. the one you got to play. That's yeah. the best one. Well, every yeah. time you run through eight guys and get stabbed with spears in the back as you're running for the boss, you arrive at the boss, you waste two healing potions <laughs> that you could have used fighting the boss. You accidentally roll off a cliff and land in the boss's <laughs> arena with half your health from fall damage. And then the boss is like an eight foot tall dragon who immediately picks you up with his mind and squishes you into a ball. <laughs> That's gaming, baby! <laughs> That's the best! <laughs> This uh, game also, so many of the falls, there's no fall damage too, which I'm like, no, hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I, I must be punished. I need to be punished. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say st- yeah, Elden start with Ring, Dark Souls 1 because it's good, but also probably start with Elden Ring. Really. Elden Ring sounds like the best one, but I already <laughs> owned Dark Souls twice. 
and have Bloodborne, so I should really play one of the two, but I am yeah. scared. I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm at the shop. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, Jackson, before yeah. we move on from your review, we'll finally get before we get to your thumb score. So yeah. uh, when this episode comes out, so actually, at time of recording, we, mm-hmm. me and you leave for London in like 10 days. Do you think yeah. you'll have racked up over 50 hours of Elden Ring by then? It's very feasible. At least yeah. another twenty. At least another twenty. Yeah. I think is very, very possible. Yeah, crack yeah. it, crack, cracking like a uh, fifty hours in the first week. Hectic. That's pretty powerful. That's powerful yeah. stuff. And I think it's very doable. Yeah, because I could just sit down and knock out an hour just wandering around and you know stabbing dogs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just hitting hitting trees and being like, "Where's that guy?" Yeah, where's my, where's my prize? I, back. I don't know what that where that guy is. I haven't gone back looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be around somewhere. Yeah, I got recently up. in the game as well. I got a uh, uh, it's called like a mimics crown that transforms me into a uh, like a nearby object. So, which is just another this crazy is, mechanic where this is just like pray. a big garrison of guys, <laughs> and I'm like become a little cube, like a like a wooden box, and just start moving through. <laughs> Uh, through their line of fire and getting peppered with arrows because they can see a moving box. But yeah. the, the, <laughs> but the fact that now. that's in the game is crazy. Is yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Uh, five thumbs. It's a yeah. fi- it's, it is definitely a five thumb game. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I'm having a great time despite my small uh criticisms. I really want to see From Software flip it up for their next game. Like I feel like Elden Ring is kind of the 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 crescendo of you know mm. we've made demon souls we made the three dark souls we made bloodborne we made secu- like okay you've done like difficult combat grim you know open world deep lore games mm. just do a platformer next or yeah, something do like just bust, bust out a flash visual novel or something <laughs> yeah. like just go completely against type and and make like show us your range from yeah, software exactly exactly do a game that's not effectively just Dark Souls, but with extra yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're going to get a trailer that's like, finally, From Software and Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> together at last. Yes, Five Nights at Freddy's from From Software, please. Yeah. That's what I would like. Anyway, Five Thumbs huge. I, I yeah. would love to play this game and maybe one day in a retirement home if arthritis <laughs> hasn't completely sapped my ability to use my hands. We're on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it sounds like a fun game that I do not have the time in mm. my life to play. But yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne, it's right there already. I save a couple hours because I don't need to go to the shop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> How far the is the you- shop? Oh. <laughs> Two hours away, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends if Two- I walk. <laughs> Two hours by air, but if I'm walking, it's three days. <laughs> um, John, what have you been playing? Well... Here's the thing, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's up, currently, friend? literally <laughs> at at time of recording, it's in its last day. Yep. But mm-hmm. for the last, previous five days, I, I think it's been about five, has been Steam Next Fest. Uh-huh. So Steam Next Fest is they the I I can't remember. It feels like it happens a couple of times a year, but this is definitely the first one of 2022. Yep. It's essentially Steam, the the PC, you know, digital marketplace for games. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey. We've got 600 plus demos of upcoming games just oh waiting God. for you to play. So, you know, hop in, have a browse, download. We've got people streaming them on the platform. Like, we, we've got people kind of live streaming their playthroughs on the platform if you want to give it a watch. Or you can download the demo and play it yourself. And personally, I love Steam Next Fest. Yep. It's not even like I might download three or like three to six demos. But I will browse through all 600 just to see what's there. <laughs> yes. Like, the shopping is almost part of the fun. Yeah, part, part of the <laughs> um, experience, for especially, sure. Especially going like, why the hell would anyone make slash play this game yeah. kind of thing? Like, just the garbage that's floating around yes. out there. Um, but there were some really good titles in this one. Um, I So, I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple. Yep. Uh, okay. One is Neon White. Hell yeah. So Neon White is the new game by Ben Esposito, the guy that did Donut County. Oh, um, yeah. And it's absolutely like you could not choose a more different game from Donut <laughs> County as your like your sophomore title, essentially. Yeah. It's being published by Annapurna Interactive from memory. Mm-hmm. So basically Neon White is it's a first person shooter. Um, 
but it's level based, and the whole idea is you're essentially speed running each of these levels. You are oh. you are kind of you are rewarded based on how quickly you can make it through these levels. Yeah. Um, now it it has a really interesting wrinkle on an FPS, which is it uses a card system. As oh, you run through cool. the level, you pick up cards. The cards are weapons. However, you can either activate it as a weapon, so you can use it to shoot. The enemies in the level, there are demons. There's this whole storyline about it about yeah. you you are a you are a damned soul in hell who has been given a chance to earn redemption and enter heaven by participating in this competition called Ten Days of Judgment, where you help heaven by killing demons that invade every once in a while. Um all of this is told in the style of like a visual novel, which yep. is not the best part of the game there are definitely yeah. some there are some funny yeah. moments to it but it's it's you know you kind of like rush through to get back to the actual shooting part yeah. so you collect these weapons you can use these weapons to shoot the demons that are in the level but every every uh weapon also has an alternate mode which is a movement thing so for Whoa. instance a, a pistol you can use it as a pistol you can shoot it as a pistol it has eight bullets if you shoot all eight you run your card out you can also use the secondary function, which will wipe the card immediately. But for like a pistol, it gives you a double jump. That's so you can cool. like run up, run up, shoot a couple. The The beauty is you if even if you have one bullet left, you can still use the alternate mode. Yeah. So uh, you've been playing this as well, haven't you, Dusha? Yeah. So this was one of the games that I was, I think I originally saw it in a Nintendo Direct. And I was like, that game looks crazy. Yeah. And like, I like Donut County, but I found that it was like, like I had a good time playing it and I liked the art style, but I felt it was a bit short and also didn't like stay with me. So when I found out it was the same guy making this, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, when I found out it was part of next steam next fest, I also downloaded the demo and gave it a go. And because I was so excited for the game, I was worried playing the demo. I was like, is this going to feel, is this going to have the, the yeah, you know, is, is it going to be basically. in a similar vein to something like uh boomerang X or another, like, which is another like cell shaded first person level based mm. shoot up sort of thing that's more puzzly than actiony. Because like I liked that, but again, didn't love it. Yeah, it can kind of wear thin that kind of gameplay. Yeah, like, after a bit. I yeah. yeah agreed on Boomerang X. But with like Neon White, uh, it started aesthetically. I was like, I'm in, and then because <laughs> yeah. it seems to like like it's clearly influenced by i would say things like persona and evangelion just in like the way that it talks about like heaven and hell and even like oh, yeah. the art style and stuff like that so immediately i was like oh yeah hell yeah let's go um and then it's very quick which is also something that's fun that's it that's it's, good it's so fast like i i definitely and it's a really meaty demo as well yeah. like, like you have you have kind of a, a prologue that explains the um a prologue section of like eight levels that explains the the mechanics of the game. Mm -hmm. And then after you do your first little, like you get your little hit of story of like, this is what's happening. You know, it introduces other characters. There's kind of like, there's almost a dating element to it where when you, when you, when you like do perform above a certain level on a level, you unlock a gift that you can find in the level. When you get that gift, you can give it to other characters in the game and that will unlock like new interactions with them and that kind of thing. Um, So there's this weird kind of like two separate hemispheres of game mechanics that are kind of interconnected in a variety of ways. Um, But then after you go to the like second group of levels, there's like another eight and you'll play through four and then a character will pop up and be like, that's pretty much the end of the demo, but we're going to hook you up with like four levels from later on in the game just to give you a taste of what's uh, to come cool. kind of thing. And it is sort of like, it's funny, Joel Douche. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I'm using your full name. Joel no, Douche. Like yeah, it. that's me. Jackson Bailey. <laughs> Monsieur Joel Douche. Yeah, um, yeah he, he mentioned like a kind of puzzly element scene in Boomerang X. There is a little bit of that in this where it's like the way the cards are structured sets up how like it sets up a base level of this is how you make it through to the exit kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. But the whole idea with this game is like observing the level you're in and figuring out how can I shortcut? Mm. Where can I where can I naturally break the flow of this level in a way that allows me to still tick off the goal of killing all the demons in the level but slash my times down 
like a huge that's, amount kind yeah, of thing. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be one of those games that like speedrunners go absolutely nuts mm. for, as they like attempt to shave milliseconds off previous runs, kind of thing. Yeah. That's um, yeah. I definitely like. I there are a few levels that I was. It's so Moorish as well. I like a couple of levels. I went nah, I can do better. Replay. Yeah. Replay. I did replay. that straight away when I really like after beating the first, like literally the first level where it teaches you how to walk and jump. When they hit me with yeah. a time, and I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. time based. Let's go." Yeah, back. yeah. For um, sure. And normally, look, normally stuff. I, I I'm not a fan of time based things, but I think so much stuff that I dislike where it's time based. The time is tacked on as at at the end is mm. like a you didn't do very well, whereas. The whole, like, doing it as fast as you can is baked into the DNA of this game. Yeah. And so it's like, well, look, that's just... I that's a, I yeah. knew what I was signing on for from the get-go, so let's do this. Let's work out how to take 0.3 milliseconds off my run that I've done. And yeah, it's so great. rewarding when you, like, you, you finish a run and it's like, hey, you've gone up a level in terms of how well you did. You're like, <laughs> I am king <laughs> gamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so glad it's coming to Switch as well because that means I'm going to be able to like pour time into it oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and really get to grips with it. The demo is really, really smooth though to the point where it, the demo runs so well that it made me nervous about the Switch port because I was mm, like, is yeah. it going to play like shit? I hope not. But I, I feel like because the nature of the levels themselves, they're kind of like... It's a cluster of buildings rendered against like a completely empty space, yeah. kind of true, thing. True. Um, you know, it's almost vaporwave ish. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it, you yeah, know, it's got that aesthetic. Yeah. Here is a white marble building with a sea at, with like ocean at the bottom and sky at the top. That's it. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that might help a little bit in terms of how it's, you know, how it runs how on the Switch. the Switch. But yeah. always remains to be seen, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so how many thumbs for Neon White before we get to the next two games? I'm going to give it four thumbs out of okay. five just because I think, like, as funny as it was, like, if you played through the demo, you would have seen that bit where, like, whenever you deal with angels, they look like cats. Yeah. Oh. But apparently the angels look like whatever you want them to look like. So one of the other characters in the game who's, like, this dumb kind of bro jock walks into a room and is like, what's John Cena doing here? And you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. I'll pay that. That's a good, that's okay. a good gag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, visu- the, the, the visual dating novel part of it thingy, I think, will be a little bit like, just let me back into the levels. Yeah, that's yeah. not massively appealing, yeah. really, as, yeah. a, as a part of this game. But the rest of it sounds uh, very frenetic and very good. Oh, yeah. It's, for me, it's kind of the opposite side of the same coin that like Superhot is on. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Superhot yeah. is all about like, Slow but precise kind of thing. Whereas this is like go as fast as you goddamn can, but you still need to be precise as hell. Yeah. So that's that's one of the demos. Another Mm -hmm. demo that I lost my shit over essentially. Yep. Is McPixel (laughs) Three. Oh, good name. I'm looking at trailer. Have you have so neither of you have played McPixel? No, I don't know what McPixel is at all. All right, so McPixel is a um, it is a point and click adventure essentially, but it plays out as a series of scenes that are roughly like you have like I think thirteen to fifteen seconds to finish each scene. It's like MacGyver in that in each scene you need to like stop something from exploding, (laughs) Um, and each of them it's very like there might be three to five points of interaction on the scene. You need to figure out what point of interaction you need to manipulate, whether it's picking up an item and using it on something else or just clicking on the right character or doing something that will stop, that will save the day and stop the explosion from happening. The thing is, it is a like incredibly stupid game in that (laughs) your character, your character, like you'll click on someone in the scene. And the first thing your character will do is walk over and kick them in the crotch. (laughs) Like you might, there might be a bomb there. And so you think to yourself, okay, the obvious thing to do is I will click on the bomb and McPixel will defuse it. Nope. McPixel will just piss on the bomb. Like it's (laughs) just, it's packed full of just this absolutely ridiculous, dumb humor that 
never fails to just make me oh, yeah. laugh. I, I chuckle so much when I'm playing this game just because it's surprising sometimes what happens. <laughs> it just looks it looks like abs I'm just watching trailer like it just looks like absolute chaos. The oh it is nonstop, it's yeah. Beautiful chaos. And it's so like so each each, you know, I think in McPixel one there are like four episodes. Each episode is divided into like three chapters and then a bonus chapter. Mm-hmm. And then each chapter is six scenes long and it's so quick and like you know because you only have i think 12 seconds to finish each or 15 seconds whatever it is but almost you'll immediately like you'll click something and it will end the scene as you know instead of like instead of pushing that person off a bridge you'll hump them instead kind of thing and so just it rotates between all of these scenes until you've saved the day for all of them and then you can go back and find all the different gags you can do in each of the scenes. Uh, that's great. Which is, which is you know, great replayability. And that's yeah, how you yeah. unlock the bonus episode. Anyway, that's McPixel 1. McPixel 3, and it's worth noting, there is no McPixel 2. Yeah, I got really <laughs> yeah, confused yeah. looking at McPixel. Because I was like, yeah, okay, McPixel. I have heard yeah. of that. I looked it up on Steam just then. Then I was like, McPixel 3. I was like, 2 must have been exclusive to consoles or something. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> two exist. just, it just, two just doesn't was. exist. Yeah. Which I think is such a fantastic, like that that's such an encapsulation it suits, of its sense it of humor. Suits the game, yeah. Um so with three, it's very much the same recipe, I guess you will, for the previous mm. game. Yeah. What they've done is just kind of expanded it a little bit, like with they've they've added mini games to some of them. So oh, there's okay. there's one kind of scene that you play where Asteroids are about to destroy a space station and you need to jump in a spaceship and fly out and destroy the asteroids to save the day. <laughs> Sometimes the mini games are red herrings. There's one where like there's a bomb on a race car and you jump in the race car and race around the track and you still explode. I only realized that after I'd kicked the driver of the race car in the balls to get the keys, I had to kick him in the balls again and give him back the keys for him to drive off with the car and save the day. I was like, I've spent so long trying to finish this mini game, this racing mini game. Damn it, you guys. Um, uh, that's so you, like, rather than each of the scenes taking place in just one area, you can now move to different areas, which might have, you know, affords you a bunch of different solutions. Yeah. yeah but okay. at the core of it, it's still just like, the dumbest, funniest, most surreal humor you can imagine powering the entire game. Um, I am, I am so like I replayed McPixel in preparation for McPixel three, and my excitement levels are just off the charts for it. Hell like, yeah, that's um, great. I know it's it's coming out. It's a uh, Devolver Digital game, mm-hmm. and you know those guys, those guys do it up right. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and developed right. Yeah, yeah, and they developed by I think it's. There's like a one developer, I think. Oh, it's a, really? It's an individual. Uh, should have researched this before I came on. No, the no, podcast. no. Hey. No, you shouldn't. Sauce, 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 I don't think in Thumbcram's storied history <laughs> yeah. we've ever even brought up the people who made the games. We I think played. like sometimes we struggle to remember what console we played the game on. Even the name of the game <laughs> escapes us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we just wind up talking about a book because we're yeah, confused and we're like, that's a game, right? I need I to turn mean, pages. Well, that absolutely. has happened of recent memory. Yeah, but look, yeah, yeah. I I highly recommend, guys, in this last day, jump into McPixel 3 and give it a try. I just think playing McPixel 1, I was like, I reckon the Thumbcramps boys will love McPixel. It's just yeah. right it up looks- your alley. Just wall to wall, like like it doesn't stop. It doesn't give you a chance to breathe, like even yeah, register <laughs> the nonsense that just happened to you. It look it looks great. It looks so yeah. good. Um, so does Steam Next Fest end tomorrow for us or tomorrow from the li- for the listeners, John? Uh, tomorrow for us, it will have been. This is coming out Friday. Yeah. Steam Next Fest Next Fest would have finished three days ago for the yeah. listener. So hey, <laughs> too if bad you, if you're on it. Well done if you weren't. Oh shit. no. Yeah. Sorry, wait. Neon White is extending yeah, its demo for another week. Yeah, so you can play Neon so if White. You're, if you're hearing yeah. this on Friday, you can grab it and play it till ne- ne- next Tuesday. Yeah, hell um, yeah. And it's great as well because the world leaderboards are open on the demo, so you can you oh. can take a crack at at ruling the world. Yeah, have a look That's at it awesome. and be like, oh, I suck shit. I'm in. Yeah, I will top never reach that. Two hundred and fifty thousand people. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. 
And look, maybe the McPixel 3 demo will stick around. It's worth just checking out. Yeah, I would have I would have played a bunch more demos as well. But, um, you know, you come home from work, you're tired, you think, do I want to play three or four demos that, like, might be good, might not be? Or do I want to just dive back into my current game ob- gaming obsession, which is survival mode on The Long Dark? Oh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, I, the Long I, Dark is pretty much the official game of the Thumbcrams podcast. <laughs> it's the only game Jackson plays that isn't Dark Souls. I feel like I've re- reviewed the Long Dark maybe like literally fifteen times. It's amazing! <laughs> it's it's worth it. This like it's so good. I I I've played all the narrative stuff. I've played mm-hmm. all the episodes. I and I was always like, oh, I wouldn't care about survival mode because it doesn't have that narrative drawing me on, etc. No, turns mm. out Don't Die is all the narrative that <laughs> I need to enjoy this game. That's so funny, John, and interesting you're bringing this up because Jackson had the exact opposite experience. He was on the long dark before they added the narrative in. Yeah. Then was ah. like, I don't care about the narrative. Who are these what, people? What? Don't yeah. die. That's enough for me. That's all I need. It's like, ooh, who are these people in the plane crash? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. What I care about is being like, there's eight wolves near me. I gotta hide in a hole. <laughs> That's good. That's gameplay. I I got to admit, like I'm I'm very much not used to the random number generator in the game just being like, oh, I exist to screw you over, pretty much. <laughs> like I think I'm on my fourth or fifth. Like I've died four or five times and restarted, and I'm currently on a playthrough where it's like I've not found a lantern, I've not found a can opener, I've not found a pry bar. I'm just like. And I'm starting in, like, Mountain Town, which is yeah. one of the easiest places to start. I'm like, what's wrong with you, game? <laughs> but I love that. Like, one of, some of my favorite runs of recent memory were starting on Ash Canyon, which has, I think, one, like, human... No, a couple of human dwellings in it, but it's a very vertical level. It's exceedingly cruel and unforgiving, and I've spent most of the time... Like near death, just constantly, my vision's blurry. <laughs> I'm barely getting enough water. I like light a fire, melt the water, drink the water, survive another ten minutes. It's the, it's the best. That's the perfect way to play. Yeah, I'm just and I like I was just finished playing Oli Oli World. Like I mm. rolled credits on Oli Oli World and was like, hey, I'm gonna go back and do all the the objectives that I missed. And I did that for fifteen minutes and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to play. The literal di- like diagonal opposite of Holy Holy <laughs> yeah, World, yeah. which, as it turns out, is survival mode on the long dark. Because I'm it just rolls. like, I'm loving it. I'm loving just going like, I have 30 minutes to play this game. Let's walk to another house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the long dark is. It's just endless planning to do something really like... What sounds low stakes, but you yeah. could die in six different ways <laughs> just trying to do it. Being like, I know at the top of that ridge there's a dead guy I could search who might have a candy bar. Yeah. All right, I'm going to spend today preparing and I'll leave at dawn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then you arrive at him, you search him, and you're like, he had no candy bar, and you turn around and you're like, time for the uh, long track back a- to that house. Oh, there's a bear there. Great. Yeah. Damn I mean, it, that's the, like it, at, it, at yeah. least in like Dark Souls, they need to send someone to kill you. Like <laughs> in the long dark, you can just die by being somewhere, and you know, yeah. oh, what's what's that person I'm talking to? Let me look over there, look back at the screen. Oh, cool, I'm dead. Yeah, oh, damn it, <laughs> I was too cold. Yeah, I cool. stubbed my toe. Death screen. <laughs> Do anyway, you have yeah. moments in the in the long dark survival mode where you'll be you'll like you've tussled with a wolf or a bear or whatever, and you've been playing for ages, and then you look at what you're wearing, and you're like, oh, when I fought that that enemy, my shoes were destroyed, and I just didn't <laughs> notice. <laughs> yeah. and I've been walking around barefoot. No wonder I'm so close to death. <laughs> you got to pay attention to so much, man. Ah, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I recommend. If you've got other friends who play The Long Dark, there is no, a I really don't. good. There's a really good mod. Well, you got me. So sure. uh, there's a really good mod that's called uh, Sky Co-op something something, which is a Long Dark co-op mod that lets you play awesome. with other people. That sounds uh, great. It's, cool. It makes it worse, which is it makes it better. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, John, because it's a mod. Uh, the environment's still the same. There's just multiple players now. So that yeah. one candy bar, there's now six guys trying to get it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that one gun that might be the difference between life and death, that's in the hands of a friend you don't trust. Now, yeah. you know? Oh, Great. and they can shoot you. Oh, and they will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. So, so it, just, it just turns it into a very slow battle royale, essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where time is the only winner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, how many thumbs for Mc, McPixel three? Oh, and how many, five, five, five. Yeah. and how five many, thumbs. How, Easy. How many thumbs for the Long Dark Survival Mode? Uh, all the thumbs that Jackson has given it previously, <laughs> oh plus God. another five. <laughs> that would probably That's... be close to like forty-five thumbs. Yeah, That's so many thumbs. Jesus um, Christ. Well. You guys have been playing hard games. I've also been playing and completed a hard Ooh. game. Yeah. Uh, so I am a huge Doom Eternal guy. It gave it my game mm-hmm. of the year the year it came out. Uh, and I bought it on the back of Doom 2016. But here's my little secret. I only ever got about halfway through Doom 2016. I oh never finished it. Oh, I own it on multiple yeah. consoles. Uh, I think I have it on PS4, Switch, and PC. Had never finished it. (laughs) (laughs) Had started it on all three systems, though. Okay. Is your logic like, well, if I'm not going to beat it on the PS4, maybe on the PCs where I'll finally beat it. I think I bought it on PC because I I thought about streaming it. (laughs) And then never did. But I did start it, so I guess I gave up on the idea of streaming it. (laughs) Um, That rolls. I bought it on the Switch because it was cheap, and I liked the idea of playing it handheld. But I never played it handheld. I just played it in my bedroom, which meant that I could just go to a different TV and play it on my PS5. Anyway, I forgot where I was up to at any point in the game, restarted it like last week, and then just powered through it. And my God, Doom is so fun. Yes. It's It's the... it's it's ugh. just the cr- it's the craziest reinvention of modern gaming. <laughs> yes. <that> like <laughs> it languished in that weird like because when was the last time they rebooted it? Like early two thousands, I think. Yeah, because yeah, they did Doom three, which they tried to make it a survival horror, which I liked yeah. Doom three, but it's not. It's, it's not, not really this like a game. Doom game. Yeah, <laughs> it's not no. Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, it, you stop moving, wild. you die. Yes. Uh, Every, almost every single time you kill a boss or a big enemy, the next area has two or more of the same guy. <laughs> God, so that's many good. times. Doom Eternal does it way worse, which yeah. I found so funny. And Doom Eternal is probably the closest game I've gotten that I got good at that has systems similar to, I guess, like the From Software or whatever. Because yeah. with Doom Eternal, it's like, all right, if you use the flamethrower, which is this button, and you set an enemy on fire, it drops armor shards if you kill an enemy this way it drops health shards if you use your chainsaw you get ammo from the enemy so there's like a lot of like balancing gotta hit there's a lot of thinking going on yeah Yeah. and also you can't ever stop moving because everything kills you um that's good wait are we still talking about the long dark (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's basically the long dark except instead of on a mountain you're in hell Sweet. Yeah. Also, all the best games are like don't ever stop. That's how you know it's a good game. But also, yeah, like Doom 2016, and like it's Doom Eternal is better in every way. But it was good yeah. to go back to 2016 and just like be like, oh yeah, the story here is already the most insane thing imaginable. <laughs> it's like because it starts the same as Breath of the Wild, which is funny. You're a guy that's been r- resurrected from a chamber, and you're like, <laughs> bad stuff has happened, buddy. Yeah, uh, that's great. Except. Yeah, because, like, Doom 2016 is you get brought back from hell because Mm. in canon, Doom guy, because it's a sequel to Doom 64. Okay. And Doom 64 ends with you staying in hell to kill demons in hell to prevent them from ever coming to Earth. So you're a right. The the timeline of Doom guy is regular guy (laughs) working (laughs) on Mars. Yeah. uh, Go to hell. Come back from hell. After you've killed the main demon, you're like, I've done it. They have gone to your house while you've been in hell and killed your pet rabbit. And now there's hell on Earth. So you're in Earth fighting, whatever. You cleanse hell from Earth. Then I don't know exactly what happens in Doom uh, 64, but I know that it ends with Doom guy being like, I'm staying in hell. And the only thing I can't be bothered doing this anymore i'm gonna stay here stop them coming back to Earth. well yeah i think it's also just like my vengeance will never be quenched so uh <laughs> just the best attitude for any video game character to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i cannot stop killing demons uh and no amount of bloodshed will satisfy me but i God, will try rules. 
<laughs> so yeah, it starts like that. Constantly, characters are being like, "You need to do this thing, but please don't break it." And then Doom Guy just puts his whole foot through it. Amazing, because <laughs> yeah, like the there's things called ardent crystals, which use the like it's like they're combined with stuff that takes power from hell or whatever yeah and then like the robot guys like please even though we need to close the portal we need to save the there's only this many in existence and then you just destroy all of them then you go to (laughs) hell and then yeah like uh i reckon towards the end of the tutorial ish kind of kind of part of the game you get the mission to kill a certain character and that is your mission the entire game oh that's great yeah it rules it's like a 12 hour experience that's all you need yeah Yeah, you're just sitting the game you roll credits you're a skeleton sitting on a couch now (laughs) it's good all your skin's gone yeah burnt off yeah burnt burnt off off. by doom um and then you're like oh i can play doom eternal now which is the same thing times a hundred uh (laughs) an even more nonsense story just even angrier game way more complicated more guns uh, Hell yes. More platforming in Doom Eternal as well, although Doom does have exploration and platforming. Yeah, but more traversal stuff in Doom Eternal, right? Like, yeah, you get a grapple. Add things. Hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, Doom Eternal doesn't waste any time by giving you a pistol as the first weapon. You just get a shotgun. That's your starting <laughs> weapon. Amazing. Uh, which that's so. And good. then the first upgrade you get is a grenade launcher strapped to your shotgun. <laughs> such a good like hey this is our starting point it can literally only get crazier <laughs> yeah um yeah so look doom 2016 good stuff five thumbs yeah. glad <laughs> i finished it now i might play it again yes you should yeah uh, you should it's so fun it's like like the doom games do all the dooms and the sure. wolfenstein games like yeah. the reboots have been that they're, they're so good I want more. Make more sequels. <laughs> um, but yeah, five thumbs. Uh, so yeah, it's been a very positive episode so far. And yeah, with positivity in mind, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Whoa. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com wow thanks ads i hope that your ads were also very positive i hope it wasn't like coronavirus look there's a reason they call them ads and not subtracts. Because yeah. they just put more into the world. <laughs> more joy into the world. Yeah. Um, so now let's uh, head to our inbox, thumbcrampspod at gmail.com. These people have sent us emails. And this email has been with us for a while. It's from someone who calls oh, himself okay. Mock. Don't know We've if it's... we sitting on this email. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, mostly because it's about a game I haven't played that you they bought mm. for me. Uh, oh, the okay. Jackson, oh, okay. you... Awkward. No, nah, it's all right. They, yeah. they know. I said, okay. I told them. I told them, I was like, look, <laughs> this game, the idea of this game does frighten me, but I will get around to it. And look, okay. before I read the email, I will announce I have installed the game now and it's just sitting there. But the reason I'm going to read this email with John here is I think there's a chance he may have played it. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. It's a PC game. This might be very insulting if you're like, <laughs> uh, super hentai adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, hentai nurses suck job edition. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I've only played the sequel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never played the full suck job edition. Yeah, yeah suck job a- edition to suck on. Yeah, Platinum <laughs> feet edition. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, look, it's a follow-up to an email that, I can't find, so I'll just give a gist (laughs) rather than read it, but uh, I bought Joel uh, Kenshi on Steam, so video games called Kenshi, Um, and I was hoping that Jackson would also want to play it. Also, you should both play it. Why haven't you played the game? It's called Kenshi on Steam. Have you played Kenshi before? I have not played Kenshi before. Do you know what Kenshi is? I am Googling it right now to take a look. I feel like I have seen. K-N-S-H-I. Oh yeah, S H I. Yeah, this I mean, is an Adam Carnivale game, Mock. We're <laughs> talking. You're looking at an Adam Carnival and a Joel Zamet game. 
This game is not a Jackson game or a Dusha game. Uh, I have it. I'm, I'm going to give it a crack. It's going to... It's definitely a type of game where I know it's a, you need the wiki open game. Oh I have God. dual monitors now, though, so at least I can do that. This game looks ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Like, I'm, I, I'm not, I cannot speak to the gameplay of it or if there's any story to it or anything like that. I'm sure it has a ton of stuff that's good about it. But just looking at the, the Google images for it, this game... The graphics of this game look like hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, this is... I know, Mark, that this is not the kind of game I would enjoy. This is a Joel Zammett or an Adam Carnavale game if I've ever seen one. It, uh, but God bless Dusha for giving it a whack. Maybe he'll enjoy it. Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, so people also ask when you Google it, is Kenshi difficult? And, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenshi may be the hardest game I have ever played. Hundreds, oh. of ho- hundreds of hours, and I still haven't even explored most of the game. That's incredible. Mm. Cool. This game frightens me so much. Uh, so Are you there- sure? Was this a nice thing this person has done? Or is I it some kind the- of sabotage? I can't remember the exact context, but I feel like it was intentionally not a nice thing. Hey, Dusha, I hate you. Here's Kenshi. <laughs> Play it, prick. Play it, you absolute dog. Uh, yeah. So there you go, Mark. Sorry that we took so long to get to your email. I hope this was insightful. Yeah. Your presence and the presence of Kenshi frighten us. Yeah, yes. they frighten us, and we're, we, we're sorry for dragging your, the game you gave us. You so kindly <laughs> sent it. Yeah. Sorry for mocking it so mercilessly. But it looks ugly and boring, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm sure it's fine. Uh, this email is from Parker, and it's funny, because this actually touches on something I've already brought up in the episode, but they sent it last Whoa. week. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, Thumbos. Recently, <laughs> recently <laughs> I went ahead and picked up Darkest Dungeon for the PS5. Again, I've bought this game three different times on separate consoles and I'm yet to beat it. What game do you Thumbos keep buying or have bought more than once but never actually finished? Uh, Parker, so the list for me is so long and so stupid. (laughs) That's so funny. Doom 2016 was there. Uh, Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition is there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Never Finished is tricky. I own Resident Evil 4, though I have finished it, I think, on five different consoles. That how come? What I don't know. <laughs> well, because I played it on GameCube. Like I have it on GameCube. Yeah. Then I wanted to play it on Wii because I was like, oh, there's bonus stuff that the GameCube version didn't. Okay, have. that's fair. That's fair. Then I got it on Switch because it was portable. Okay. But then <laughs> I think I also have it on PC and PS4. Don't know why. <laughs> Those ones mystery. I think the PC one was again because I was like, I might stream it on Twitch. Okay. But I could have just simply plugged a console in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe Rayman 2 The Great Escape is the game I've owned on the most consoles. <laughs> I think I had that on PlayStation, PS2, and PC. Um, and maybe Nintendo 64 as well. Whoa. So, yeah, I played that on quite a few. But uh, these days, if I, if I buy a game, I just play it on the console I bought it on. Yeah, that is smart. It's sensible, yeah. I think the only time I double up now is, like, if I want portability. Yes, which yes. is fair enough. Absolutely. 100%. And like, also, you know, if it's like a like you buy a game on the Switch and you're like, I enjoyed the game, but maybe the Switch couldn't run it. Yeah. I want to buy it on, like, a something I know is going to be able to run it or whatever. Yeah. But that's fair enough. What about you, I think, I think I think once in some time in the distant future where I'm able to get my hands on a Steam Deck... Mm-hmm. I will. That mm. will solve my like. Oh, I got to buy. Like, I bought it on PC, but now I want to buy it on uh, Switch so yeah, I can for play sure. it while I'm out and about. Like it, that. That neatly solves those. Generally, if I've got something on multiple consoles, it's I've I've finished it, but I love the game so much that I'm like, I want to play this. Like, oh, it's out on this now. Mm. So the one that springs to mind is Bastion. Like, oh, yeah. I have Bastion on. Steam, I have Bastion on Xbox, I have Bastion on iPhone, and hmm. I have Bastion on my Switch. I picked that one up recently. Yeah. In- Inside is another one like that, I think. I have oh, it yeah, on true. Xbox, and I, I got it on... Um, I think I snapped it up on a Switch sale, and I also have it on iPhone as well. Um, stuff that I've, like, is, is I've owned on multiple platforms but haven't finished is a bit tougher, 
because um, there's shitloads of games I haven't finished, but generally, like, if I haven't finished once. it on one thing, yeah. I don't generally go like, oh, yeah. I'm sure, like... Maybe I'll finish it on the Switch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's rarely the case. Like, the reason for me not finishing it on something, like, if I haven't finished it on Switch, buying it on Steam is not going to, like, yeah, help make that. me yeah. want to finish it, essentially. Um, I think the closest I have is maybe SnowRunner. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I had on PC, and then it came out on Switch, and I was like, I can play, I can drive my trucks anywhere now. <laughs> Just sit out in public as a happy boy, drive driving, my driving yeah. my trucks around. Um, and I don't know if you can technically finish that game. Like, I don't know if there's a, like a, a you know, hey, you trucked the most. Here's some credits, <laughs> kind of thing. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that that is a game that I've like I I still have yet to tick off all the objectives in yeah um mm. on my on the Switch version of it. But it's you know every once in a while I uh, hop back in and and roam around on it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean I do have like I I started uh the Long Dark on PC and then when it came to Switch I was like I yeah, much prefer Switch. this. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's why when you're like, there's a mod, I'm like, uh, I don't care. <laughs> Not for me, I, idiot. I live on Switch. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So um, it runs yeah. okay on Switch? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, that's think crazy. about it. It's, it's not tempting. like the most... It's not like the most graphically taxing game. No, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, it, I've I've not run into any kind of stutter or anything. It, it's pretty huh. solid. Jackson, you're about to be on a plane for a really long time. That's true. That's true. Uh, and finally, to bring home the show, this is an email with the subject title, Jackson is wrong. And this is from... Oh, that can't be right. This is from Thomas. <laughs> Hello, okay. just wanted to say... I uh, just wanted to email you to let you know Jackson is wrong. I didn't hear what you were talking about because uh, it was raining and my windscreen wipers were loud. But I did hear Adam say to email in to let Jackson know he is wrong. Uh, so I'm pretty confident in saying whatever he was saying, Jackson was wrong. Take care. What do you reckon we were talking about? Um, mm. So Adam was like, a guest there's also last the chance, week. yeah, that Adam was just saying I was wrong, just in general. Mm. You know, I don't remember what I reviewed when I came on as well. When you came yeah. on the show, you host. <laughs> yeah, when I came on, but I guessed it. Oh hey, yeah. you guys are here again. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. talk video games. We're, we're the reoccurring guests of Thumb Cramps. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like those old specials where it's like Bing Crosby rocks up to someone's house and is like, "You happen to have a piano here? Let's oh. play a song and have a sing." Well, we're oh, there's here. microphones we're well. here. Let's record a podcast about You've video games. You've all been playing a video game as well. Well, yeah. gee whiz. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Was it good? <laughs> no. Um, oh. <laughs> bad. That is how it goes sometimes. Um. Yeah, I was probably wrong, but more likely I was right. Yeah, so. I think, well, hey, you're back this week and Adam's not, so... Yeah, exactly. Where's Adam? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm guesting again. Adam is banned, so... <laughs> Can't have been that Who wrong. Won? Can't have been that wrong. Had to be a bit right. Uh, if you want to send us an email, hit us up at thumbcramspod at gmail.com. Uh, today's episode has been an extraordinary amount of thumbs, probably yeah. somewhere close to 70 yeah, um, <laughs> which is True. an incredibly positive episode. And yeah. uh, thank you again, John, for popping in. And where can we find you, John? Uh, you can find me at 16Tacos on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you can also hop onto the, uh, I mean, the, the my my podcast, All the Small Games, still in hiatus, but head to at All the Small Game on Twitter. And God knows I'm just going to start shit posting there for the hell of it yeah. Hell yeah. Until, uh, until our next episode comes along. Well, there you go. That's huge. And uh, everyone should go check out Neon White unless you're listening to this episode Ooh. too late and you can't. Yeah. Too bad. Mm. Suck shit. Nice wait till it Wait till it comes out. And check for yeah. McPixel 3 as well. Yeah. yeah, people, yeah, yeah. More people must play McPixel 3. All right. We're going <laughs> to play McPixel 3. I'm going to do it right now. Goodbye, yeah, everyone. So long. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.